Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer or artist and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field, along with past and current winners and a few surprise guests. Today's guest is Writers of the Future winner, Elise Stevens. Welcome, Elise. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So first of all, congratulations on being a winner. Thank you. So um, how did you first find out about the contest? I first found out about Writers of the Future about five years ago when I was at Orson Scott Card's literary boot camp with my eight-month son <laughs> in tow and a friend watching him. It was quite the week. <laughs> That's great. So man, Orson Scott Card's been a judge since almost the beginning. So how do you... How'd you end up going to his workshop? I had been reading, so I had read Orson, uh, Orson Scott Card's book, Ender's Game, when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Loved, loved, loved that. Really adored him as a writer hero. Then I was reading Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet, which I think was written by one of his boot campers many years ago. And he mentioned in his thank yous at the end of the book, because I always read those, that he had written the first chapter of it and workshopped it in this literary boot camp that Orson Scott Card ran. And I went, wait, what is this thing? I've never heard about it. So I looked it up, found it, and then didn't apply for several years because of travel plans and stuff. And then finally applied when I had just had my first kid and said, we're going to figure out how to make this work. Right. And then I got in. That's great. And then he's got his book, he says, make sure. So does that have then led to writing, entering to the Rise of Future? Yes. Or? So he mentioned... <clears throat> During the workshop, as you're sending your stuff out, submitting stories, send it to Writers of the Future first. Because may be a long shot, folks, but if you get in, it's going to be so good for you, so just do that. And I said, I have never heard of this. I will now go look this up. I submitted to it three times before winning. Well, wow. my, third, my third submission was my winning submission. Wow, that's great. So, um, so tell me about your winning submission. My story is called Untrained Luck. And if I was to kind of synopsize it mm -hmm. in one sentence-ish, uh, there's a professional mediator and she's on her way to this last final desperate mediation that she really needs the money for. But on the way to it, she meets this vulnerable young kid and decides to take him with her and uh, many complications ensue. <sighs> now, as we've talked already before about your story, <clears throat> it's very much analogous to other things in, in real life. So tell me about the inspiration for your story. I, um, I have, so I come from ancestry in the Middle East. My father is Lebanese. He was born there. And I have grown up on stories of Palestine and Lebanon and Israel and all of those things and the history and seeing it as quite a complicated, nuanced, oh my goodness, look at all these people and what they're doing to each other. And I know that that played a huge part as I was writing these two warring factions that my mediator comes in to make peace between and trying to see people as people. Um, and um, another thing that was really spinning through my mind was just all of the politics on gun control and what people can do with guns and what they do to each other and what happens if they're there or they're controlled and all that. So I, I threw that all in and made a, a mess that someone had to go try to fix and pull people <laughs> apart from. It was, I mean, I, I loved your story. It was, it was great. So this is, it's an interesting backstory to it, which I found very, very intriguing when we spoke. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. So um, 
Now, have you always wanted to be a writer? Pretty much always. I was illustrating little storybooks when I was about six, and it starred me and my four girl cousins, and we went on all sorts of fantastical adventures, and I made everybody read them. I was homeschooled, and I had a really encouraging mom who wanted to read everything I'd ever written, and I was completely blessed by having tons of teachers and mentors and different kinds of people along the way who said, you're good at this. You have a gift at this. So I definitely have struggled with my own self-doubt and wondering, well, I may be good, but I may not be good enough. But I had so many encouragers along the way to combat that, that I think that was a huge part in helping me get to where I am now. That's great. That's great. So on um, what type of, of story do you like? Are, are you trying to go towards a certain type of story? I would say a lot of the stories I write deal with close relationships. Often they are very close friendships or family members. I really like exploring um, family and the ties that are so close and yet so dramatic and often painful. Um, so close-knit relationships and then a fantastical element that comes in and complicates it or creates a really big problem they then have to um, band together to figure out, solve, overcome. Those are the stories I like to write. Wow, you did that one was really good with that. So do you, like your future now, where do you see yourself going now with writing? I would like to continue working on projects, bigger projects. Um, I'm actually in the process of sketching out a plan for a novel that would take place in the same world as my short story, Untrained Luck, with um, the two characters, um, Mag and Leo, mm -hmm. as continuing to be protagonists. I love them so much, I can't leave them in just a short story. Right. No, they definitely have potentially a very big future ahead. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. Plus, you're, with this workshop coming up, you're going to have some amazing instructors that will be able to help you accomplish that. Yes. Yes, I'm also hoping to someday have agent representation. That is something I have not yet acquired. So that's a who knows how far distant goal, but... That'd be great. Novels and representation. <laughs> well, that's what happened like with uh, Pat Rothfuss when he was a, mm -hmm. a winner several years ago. He had had a problem with his novel. And so someone suggested he turn one of the chapters into a short story, which he submitted one. And Kevin Anderson was the one that took him under his wings and introduced him to his agent. Oh, that so sounds wonderful. That's what a things, fairy tale. <laughs> well, that's, it, it, he wasn't the first, but he's one of the ones yeah. that's, that's more notable on that. Uh, Dave Farland, Dave Wolverton at the time, um, he sold his first book contract at the award ceremony. Oh, nice. So there's a lot of people. Obviously, there's a lot of people that have gone quite well. The uh, editors at Tor, they definitely go through all the Rise of the Future volumes and pretty much a lot of the winners who are sincere about moving forward as a writer end up with Tor. Cool. You know, so there's... Definitely for someone who's really got the, the desire, there's a really good future ahead of them because of all the connections you'll have here. And definitely take advantage of this week to, to make some friends with the judges. I will do that. Good. I can be shy, so I have to, I have to push <clears throat> myself just a little bit. <laughs> well, that's fine. You can, it's worth it to overcome that. So any particular uh, major influencers that have inspired you? Oh, goodness. Um, as far as writers go, I've been really impacted by Neil Gaiman. I think he also focuses quite a bit on close relationships and magical stuff. Um, 
his Anansi boys and the relationship between the two brothers really impacted me in college. Um, loved that book, lent it out to so many people. Um, <laughs> uh, Margaret Atwood and some of her observations of life and the beauty and the deep sorrow in it is another author who has really influenced me. Um, and also C.S. Lewis, particularly his Till We Have Faces, um, the retelling of the Cupid and Psyche myth just took my breath away. So I feel like when, um, especially as a younger writer, when I'm a younger writer who's reading more as a reader than as a writer, those are some of the things where I just read them and I was somewhere else and I wanted to be there and my heart was somewhere else. And um, yeah, those have been some of the big influences for me. Oh, good. So on um, aspiring writers, they're all over the place. Yes. You were one and now you're being professionally published and obviously you still have a future ahead of you, but what do you have to, what kind of advice can you give her? What's your personal take on that you could tell to other aspiring writers? I have a couple things that I think are really, really important for aspiring writers, and that is to find your clan or build your clan. And that would be um, finding a critique group that uh, is there. Maybe it's just you and two other buddies. Maybe you post something at the local library. For me, I just started emailing people and then I let them know how serious I was at our first meeting. And then some of them were intimidated and that's okay. And I have been meeting with that group that formed for about nine years. And we are friends now and we've done writing retreats, but we have every month we gather, we have breakfast, we read each other's stuff and we give helpful criticism. We're not there to tear each other down. The world does plenty of that without us helping. Um, I think people being positive and really wanting you to write the best story of whatever that story is, is important. So finding those people, um, a writer's group is incredible. Um, The other thing is finishing what you start. Um, I know too many people who said, well, I have these great ideas. I can't finish them. And I don't think an idea can be that great if you can't finish it. I think you need to do the hard work, even if it's a very bad ending, because once it's finished, you can show it to someone and that can just be your mom, but show it to someone and get it out off of that laptop, out of that journal, um, into the world. It won't get anywhere if you can't start sharing it and you have to finish it first. Good. Now, did you, um, did the Writers of the Future forum or the Writers of the Future website have any, uh, did you use that at all? Or? I personally didn't, but that may be because I have inserted myself into so many writers groups that I didn't feel the need for another one. Um, I'm still in touch with the people um, that I met through Orson Scott Card's Literary Bootcamp. We still share our stories and look at them. Um, I still have my writers group. I have another science fiction fantasy specific writers group that I'm in. So for me, that wasn't a path I did. Okay. Now there's a blog post on writersyfuture.com that has this picture that looks amazingly like you. <laughs> hmm. So wh- how did that come about that I got a blog from you? Um, you found a blog from me that was detailing kind of the 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 origin and the evolution of this story coming to writers of the future. And I think um, what was so fun about that is I started the first draft of that little story in a white hot, oh my gosh, I got to write something writing session 
as part of Orson Scott Card's literary boot camp. And I was pouring into it a story I'd heard about a woman on a motorcycle who wanted to ride a motorcycle across the country, but also all my feelings about being a mom and how much that had changed how I thought about taking care of people and what I would do for some little person I loved because my baby was there too with me, waking me up at night. Um, so <laughs> I, it, was, it was so neat to say, okay, this story, and then it was workshopped by all of these wonderful people who took their time to tell me how they thought it could be better or, or sharper or more impactful and then sending it out and going, I, I have no idea what my chances are. I'm just going to wait and pray. And, and then having that come back and say, Oh, wow. Okay. They, they really liked it. Um, this just goes to show you have no idea mm-hmm. where a story is going to go, especially where it started from to where it ends. Yeah. It's, it's a great blog post. If anybody you know, listening to this thing, check it out on risingfeature.com. It's a, it's a blog written by Elise Stevens. I believe I called it, This Just Happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, from your journey as, as a writer, have you had any sidetracks, anything that you've gone off path, or have you been pretty much staying dedicated? I'm one of those people who decides early and then sticks with it. So, I have pretty much known I wanted to be a writer, um, age six. Um, I was playing around with doing novels in high school, writing them in my parents' basement. And yeah, at age 14, um, studied creative writing at University of Washington. So definitely was doing this, doing this, doing this. I know what I'm doing. That's awesome. (laughs) I know what I want to do. Not necessarily know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So what do you, what does your future have that you envision? Um, I envision being able to write novels and publish them on a professional level. I envision um, being able to tell stories that are stories of healing and hope. Um, I think one of the story kind of types that I'm most interested in is showing something good that happens, um, something that is healing that comes after some kind of great loss or sorrow. Those are the kinds of stories of light and hope, not necessarily uh, fluffy or over sugary or anything like that, but something that really says there, there is some good that can still come out of this. That's great. And that's one of the things we try to do with Rise of the Future. Thank you very much, Elise. Very nice meeting you in person. <laughs> good to meet you too. And uh, have a great week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next installment of the Writers of the Future podcast. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elrond Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. 